Well, shit the bed, everyone, and welcome to another Wednesday edition of Conversations with Shubba Green. I'm your host, the main man, Shubba Green. Hold up. Swiggle sweet tea out of the tumbler for the working man. Ah, some good tea. So today, guys, so I want to stop real quick. I want to give everybody a special shout-out who listened to my Royal Rumble episode. And I really appreciate you guys giving me some feedback on it. Brandon McKee will be back on the show uh, down the line eventually. I'm working on that. I know it's Super Bowl weekend is when I'm dropping this on Wednesday. But I've talked about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl the last three weeks, so I'm taking a break from it. We all know what's going on. I said who I took last week. I said I was going to pick Kansas City to win the game or whatever. I'll give you a full – I'll break down the Super Bowl on some of my favorite commercials and the Super Bowl next week on the show. Preview Elimination Chamber for the following weekend and the Ant-Man 3 coming out. That's in the future episodes, and I'll tell you about that coming up. But anyways, got a pretty good solid show for you guys today. Nothing, no guests, no nothing big. Simple, positive outcomes. And I have a list, so we're going to go down this list right now. I made notes. So first off, I'm going to go to YouTube here on my lap, on my Mac, and I'm going to pull up YouTube. And we're going to listen to James Gunn. James Gunn released a bunch of new stuff for DC Comics. And I'm going to play this for you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected. I apologize. I'm going to stop. So after every announcement that James makes, I'm going to pause after every big show and give you my thoughts and opinions on it before he jumps to the next one. Therefore, now I'm about to play it again. In television for a long time. And it's one of... You know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, pe- now that was the big thing. Were they going to keep the quote-unquote multiverse thing going? Seems like they are with the Elseworld thing and the DC DCU they're going to do now. I like that there's no changes to Matt Reeves' Batman. I like that there's, you know, the Joker film that Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga are in. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, you don't have to keep everything canon together, but at the same time, hell yeah. Back to the video. I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So, Okay, so let's start with that. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I have a guest plan for that coming on the show. I want to start with that. I get where he's going with the whole Shazam's in his own little thing, outside of it in his own little thing. I understand that. Get it wholeheartedly. Hopefully we can get that figured out. Going into the Flash, he says it's going to reset everything. So obviously the Flashpoint thing we're going to do, with they're obviously going to go with the Flashpoint thing, it seems like. I like that idea. going to reset it. Blue Beetle, giving a little update on that. And also the, the, uh, the uh, Aquaman film. Aquaman 2, Lost Kingdom. So overall, looks like possibly we've had heard rumors that um, Momoa Miller and um, I believe um, are, are able to come back and work to keep their characters canon with this new thing they're doing so it seems going to happen I mean we're going to see what happens um, but I'm going to keep going back with this and go forward Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. 
Okay. So, Creature Commandos, I will be the first to know. I know a little bit about him, not a whole lot, but I will state this. I like what he's going with here, and I like the idea you're going, we're going to keep this in animation, and we're going to make this in live action. So, I like that idea, what James is going to do. Obviously, he's wrote it. He's, he's passionate about this project, as he is at everything here he does. I'm very excited for it. Hopefully, this is something that we can both sit back and say, you know what? James has got a good idea with this. Um, it's going to be hard to get the physical and voice acting down because you got to get the right character for it. But we're going to fit, we, I'm sure we can find some people. And on to the next one. This is the story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, so we're getting Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Obviously, James she was in James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, the second to David Arrow's, the sequel to David Ayer's. I really believe that I like Viola Davis. She's a hell of an actress. She's a great Amanda Waller. She plays her to to a T. So I'm here to see. I did like the I did like Peacemakers, um, the Peacemakers show that we got from Gunn. So I'm interested to see what they do with this. Hopefully, um, it delivers. I'll I'll be tune in to watch it. Okay. Next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. Mm. This is called Superman Legacy. About this damn is time. being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO tele... Okay. So, that's all Gunn's giving us right now. He's writing the film. There's no word on him directing it. He may direct that. I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm going to stop right here. We'll, at the end of this, I'll address the whole Snyder controversy and all the bullshit Warner Brothers has given us over the last 10 years. I'm excited we're getting a new Superman film. I am not the biggest Superman fan in the world. I am more of a Henry Cavill fan than a Superman fan, if you get my drift. I'm open for this. I hope it nails because you can't have DC without a good Batman film or great Batman film, and you can't have this without a great or good Superman film. And I think Gunn's going to deliver this. So let's see where we roll with that next on this list. ...series called Lanterns. This is mm. a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we have a few other Lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a big movie called The... Okay, so I like that we're getting... Now, listen, I love DC, but I have never, ever, 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 ever been a big fan of... of and I mean this, I've never been a big fan of... The Lanterns, the Green Lantern saga. I've never been a fan of it, never really read them much. I just didn't like them. They weren't appealing to me. You know, the pew pew, my ring gives me power. I've never just been, never been a fan of that. It, but it also could be a, maybe this Lantern series on HBO Max can turn my knowledge, makes me a fan of it. Because let's be honest, I wasn't, if you know me, I wasn't a big Aquaman fan until Jason Momoa got the deal and look what he did with Aquaman. Aquaman used to, and people know this, Aquaman used to get made fun of. People get, used to shit all over it. And he has lifted, it is literally, Momoa's made that character so damn cool. So, uh, I'm definitely interested to see how that plays out. So, here's the authority he's talking about the film. Authority. The authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters we are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series called... Okay. So I've read some Authority comic books. And I must take, I really like this. Get a little bit more on the... We're going to get a little bit more different. We're not going to get the same Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get a mixture of things. I like James doing this. And like he said in the beginning, of the video, this is only the half of the first chapter of this 8 to 10 year period they got. So I like what James... James has got a really, really, really good, good, good hold on this. A good stranglehold. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this. Because authority is something different. So if he gets a, if it's done right, I believe in it. I think it's gonna be awesome. Dice lost. 
Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU. Okay. Now I'm going to bitch a little bit. Not bitch, but have my worries. I am a big fan of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. There's no update on this if this is a reboot, if this is anything. We don't know what this is. And I hope that Gal Gadot comes back. I'm a big fan of Gal. I think she was great as Wonder Woman. I think she did a great job. And I like to see her come back. I have been open and honest. She was one of the best parts of Batman vs. Superman. Both cuts of those films. Her solo film, Wonder Woman, was fucking awesome. The Justice League film she was in, I could not fucking stand because it wasn't her fault. But Joss Whedon, fuck you. And I mean this whole, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Um, then you got, um, then you got your, uh, the, you get the Snyder Cut, obviously, which is awesome. And you had the Wonder Woman 84 film, which I wasn't a fan of. So overall, she has been uh, in three films. Four films she's been either solid or great. And, the, and there's one film she's been bad in. In my opinion, I think she deserves her. I'd like to see her back in Wonder Woman again. But we're going to see what happens. I trust James to see what he's going to do. I just just worry, man, because she, she was so good as Wonder Woman, in my opinion, that... Uh, uh. Now he was talking about the DCU's introduction to there. Batman mm. is the brave and the bold. The Brave Ooh, and the boy, is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next. Now we get to the greedy. I am a Batman fan. I've stayed before... And I'm going to get into Ben Affleck not being this as a different Batman. I'm going to address at the end of this video. Getting my favorite Robin on screen and one, a screen of one of my favorite comics, The Brave and the Bold. I am very, very excited about this. Yes. I am one of those that I am full board on with this and I can't wait. And it's going to have nothing to do. They're going to make sure, I guarantee you, that the, there will be a difference between Matt, Matt Reeves' Batman and the Batman in the DCU. There will be a difference. Plain and simple. Next. Up is a TV series called Booster Gold. <laughs> Booster Gold is one of the comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series. From okay. Booster Gold is very, very goofy. He's a, you know, he goes back in time uh, or the future, or whatever. I like that we're doing a TV series on this instead of a film. And I'm interested to see how it plays out. Interested to see. But I believe this is the one I've been wanting to hear. Next. Last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Okay, never mind. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, where Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to... Okay. So I have not read that comic, but I'm going to get my hands on it. And... I am looking very forward to seeing a Supergirl film. With I like the TV series for the first season, and then it, the C, the the, the, w, the WB, the C4 shows. I'm just eh, not a fan of them. Supergirl, though, however, I really, really did like the first season, and then it kind of got stale and boring with their whole thing they did, the Arrowverse, as they call it. So overall, though, I am I'm I'm looking forward to that. And the pictures you see, if I go back here a little bit. You go back and see it's you see Supergirl looking out to the distance. She's got a, she's her cape, her, her outfit's torn. She's got blood everywhere. There's a bloody ass sword. So I am looking forward to this. So this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna play this video again, and we're gonna wait for the next one. This we've got about a minute left in this video. in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp. Yes. And the last thing we're gonna talk about a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. 
Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique. It's something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. Well done, James. You got me. I'm in. First, I want to address the Swamp Thing thing. If you heard me holler a little bit, I am very, very excited. I There are my top three favorite DC characters. Obviously, I love, anybody knows me knows, I love Lobo. Batman and Swamp Thing is right there. I am a big Swamp Thing fan. I need to get me a Swamp Thing tattoo. It could go on my other arm because it's a horror character. But nonetheless, I'm excited for this because... I really like the the season show we got on the DC Universe app, which ended up going to HBO Max when HBO Max opened up. DC had their own little Universe app that came out where they had their own TV shows on. And I actually watched Titans and Doom Patrol, and then there was Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing ran one season. They had some taxes issue where they were filming it, and it only ran one season. And it was an awesome fucking show. To the point I was like, damn, why couldn't we got another season of this? So now, and I have seen the Wes Craven film that came out in the 80s. I saw the Return of the Swamp, the Return of Swamp Thing film that came out. The first Swamp Thing movie, it, it's solid for what the time is. The second one's not that good. But anytime Swamp Thing's popped up in animation, a video game, or anything, I've always played, I've always liked Swamp Thing. And I've always played, I think it was on one of the Injustice games. I think it was on the second Injustice game. So I've always been a big fan of them. So I, it, and it's a horror, th- and why would I not be? It's a horror-themed story. So now we're going to get the horror side of DC involved with this world. So I'm excited. To add what Gunn said at the end, Yadan, he, he wants to make sure that we get this right this time. And he admitted he's done interviews that Warner Brothers dick people around the former regime. We're going to change this. DC has got more backing from Warner Brothers with financial everything else. they got stream services and everything else. So this is probably the best opportunity. If James Gunn and Peter Safant cannot get this right, DC will never it'll never get it right. This is probably their last chance. Their last chance to do this. Now I'm gonna address the Snyder thing as I take a drink of my tea. I've said this before, and I've said this again, and I will continue to say this. I am a Snyder fan as well. Every time Zack Snyder has a film or a movie out, I go to watch it. And I like his movies. I like his chances he takes. I like his. I love his ba- his big fight feels of his big climax battles in his movies. I think nobody does it better than Snyder. And I really loved Man of Steel. I really loved his Dawn of the Dead remake. I liked Army of the Dead that came out. Um, I loved his Justice League film. His Justice League film. The only one that should matter. But I will be remiss if I told you that the guy had his, had a chance with, with Warner Brothers and he was fucked around, dicked around by the former regime. Walter Hamada screwed this up when he took over. When Snyder's, unfortunately, when his Zack Snyder's daughter passed away from suicide, she committed suicide, unfortunately. It's sad. He was left the project. Josh Whedon took over and reshot the whole fucking thing behind his back and decided to basically say, We're going it's a totally different movie. You watched the Snyder cut to his film, the original the, the actual film to that bullshit that Whedon put out. And it's not all Whedon's fault. But the reason why I said fuck Josh Whedon, because Josh Whedon is a he's a he's a piece of shit the way he treats people. There's a reason why Marvel got rid of him. If you really think about it, why did Marvel let him go? Because I knew. I'm not a... This, is my, this picture frame keeps rattling. I'm not a big fan of Josh Whedon. I'm not a big fan of this. So, it is what it is. 
it's just time to move on. It's just time to move on and just keep going with what we got. Be happy we get, we're getting DC's getting continuity over the next. And I want to see the rest of the chapter because this is chapter one, eight to ten years. We're not doing this phase, this thing. We're going to do chapters and going to make this work. I am excited and I cannot wait to see what he does. 2025 is going to be an interesting year for DC because it's going to kick off. We're going to get it. To, so 2024, we're not going to get anything for DC, it looks like. But 2025, we're going to, it's going to start kicking up that summer. I know the Batman release date come out. I'm going to look up an article on that. But I'm very, very, very excited. So we're going to go to YouTube again. And I'm going to pull up. There's a new Steve, There's a new movie coming out. A new horror film, Boogeyman. That came out. And I'm going to play the trailer for you. And I've not wa- I watched it once. So I'm going to watch it again. And let's see how it goes. It came out eight days ago. It's got 3.4 million views. So we got some viewership on it. And here we go. What are you scared of? I don't see anything. Okay, monster check complete. Cool camera shot. So I like what I saw. Um, big red, one red flag with me. It's PG thirteen. Everybody knows me. I'm not a big fan of PG thirteen horror films, but we will see how this goes. Uh, Strangers, uh, uh, the producers of Stranger Things are involved with this, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, man, um, it looks it looks damn good. It looks damn good. It looks like it's gonna be a good ass time. So yeah. Uh, interesting. Obviously, we know 2022 was the year of the horror film genre. Made a hell of a splash. And obviously, now we got 2023. We got Evil Dead Rise. We got Scream coming out here in less than a month. Can't fucking wait. Um, we got a lot of good shit coming out. So, yeah. So, going down the list of things today to talk about, obviously. Got an update on upcoming shows. So, basically, what's going on next week, I'm going to give you a full Super Bowl recap commercial halftime performance the game itself might squeeze a little something in there it might be a shorter episode than usual but i will get it out to you guys i will preview the following week that following weekend is gonna be a busy one for me after super bowl weekend we've got wwe elimination chamber and we got ant-man 3 coming out so obviously you know me i'm gonna do something about it so plain and simple we have gotten that point where it's now a limited WrestleMania season is right around the corner. I have a episode planned for that. Obviously, I have to work Saturday night. I gotta miss Mania live, but I'll be able to watch. I'll be able to watch WrestleMania the following day when I get off work, and I'll be able to watch this Sunday night. So we're gonna get. Um, I got a buddy coming over for that one, but before that, 
Limited Streamer is the last stop on the road to Mania, like it always is. And I have a guest scheduled for that. We're going to talk about review it. It's going to be me and my buddy Abdul Darwish. We're going to do a whole review on that. And we're going to have a good time with it. Abdul and I are, are friends. He's a good uh, good dude. Um, we disagree often, but it's always a good time to disagree with Abdul. <laughs> and he knows, as I say that, he's probably smiling right now if he hears this. He's on the And then, of course, the Ant-Man, I'm going to have a guest. My buddy Kyle Perkins is coming on the show. A really, really good friend of mine from work. Um, solid dude. Uh, one of the, the most positive human beings you will admit when it comes to film. Oh, it's okay. It's a good film. Eh, the film might be shit, but it is well worth it. That's how Kyle is. But he's also very, he is very, he loves his Marvel films, and he's going to be very, uh, he's going to say a lot of good things, but he will nitpick his things in a good, positive way, so it'll be a good review. That's my plans for the next, after Super Bowl, the Super Bowl week, that's the next plans coming up. And then, obviously, I got some other stuff. So, everybody knows, I posted something on my Facebook page for, and this was the thing, for, as I can find it, ah, basically, I was going through, and I was thinking some ideas, so week by week, it would just be me talking all, like, right now, it would be a matter of subjects. So, I came up with an idea. So I was looking at 10, uh, film anniversaries 2023, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and maybe 40, 50 years. And I came up with 13 films. Now, two of them, I'm going to name off right now, I got booked. I had Blade that came out August 21st of this past uh, August 21st of, in 19, as I can't remember, but it's, it's over. Blade's anniversary is like, a, it's a milestone, I think 15 years this year. And Days Confused, I believe, hits 30 years this year. I have both of those shows booked and locked up. So here's what I got. Man of Steel makes is 10 years. Con- Man of Steel, the Henry Cavill film. I'm going to have a review on that. The Conjuring, 10 years ago, that, that franchise kicked off with a bang, and we're going to review that. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl has been out 20 years now. Good God, I remember when it came out. I have something coming up with that. School of Rock came out 20 years ago with Jack Black. Got to open for that. Batman Masked the Phantasm 30 years ago, 1993. This film came out, and I am so excited for this. The Nightmare Before Christmas came out 20 years ago. Opening for that. Beetlejuice, I believe that's 20, 35 years ago, excuse me. Christine came out 30, uh, almost 40, actually came out 40 years ago. And the last one, The Exorcist came out. 50 years ago. So basically, I have openings for all these as you hear this recording. If you would like to be on one of these films that I just named off, please email me or message me on my social media accounts and we'll get a rock and roll and I'll get you booked in. So there's the opening. Basically, the plan is we're going to we're gonna you do know, an introduction on the show, meet each other, and we're going to review this film from top to bottom how it works out. And that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be a good time. So yeah. All right. Now we're back to the notes for the day. And thoughts. So what have I been watching on TV lately? So me and the girlfriend we know. My girlfriend, my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend, my love of my life, Brandy Moorhead. Uh, we have been watching. We watched Tulsa King. We did a whole review on that. She had a really good time doing that. And we've been watching The Last of Us. Now she's never played the video game, but I have. And i give you a backstory. I beat it on the PS3 when it first came out. And I beat it on my PS4. I bought Last of Us Part 2, and I never finished it, but now that I have a PS5, I just saw that Last of Us Part 1 came out <clears throat> on the PS5, and I was going to buy it and play because I beat it on the 3 and the 4, might as well beat it on the 5. And basically, it's a $70 game, and I'm just not going to play pay $70 for that right now. I'll wait till it draws in prices. Last of Us Part 2, I'm going to start, as soon as Season 1 ends, I'm going to jump into and, and restart Last of Us Last of Us Part 2 up, and I'm going to beat the game and get ready for, I'm going to get, and I'm going to get ready for uh, Season 2, because Season 2 has been greenlit, and it's going to be based off Last of Us Part 2. Now, so far, four episodes in, and obviously the new episode, well, Episode 5 is going to drop on Friday, because they've been dropping every Sunday, but that make, it makes perfect sense. Why would you want to do that now? And basically, um, to the point where I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be really, really, really good. It's been a good show so far. Awesome show. I can't fathom enough. 
and I just can't wait to talk about it with you guys because this is this is what if you love video games or passionate about them, we've gotten fans have gotten. I would say about video games, I'm not the most passionate human being about them, but I do enjoy them. They do make me happy, and they do piss me off from time to time. We've had a handful of films that have done video game adaptations that have not been the best. The Resident Evil franchise were hit or miss. The Welcome to Raccoon City film that came out with a couple years ago was really good. The Resident Evil series like on Netflix that people bitched and moaned about wasn't that bad, but I get the gripes, but it was ridiculous. The Assassin's Creed movie we got about 10 years ago wasn't the best. The Uncharted film that we saw a couple years, about a year or two ago, was not that bad of a movie. But this film, I mean, this series in general has been amazing. To the point I'm just like, wow, like this has been great. Finally, hopefully we can get more video, video game adaptations like this. I know it's just, I belched. As I've heard some people online cry and bitch about, well, they changed this this character from white to black. They did a whole episode four was all, they did too much on this. They got so much going on with this and that. I'm like, God damn, dude, does anybody, there's difference of being critical about things, but there's also about, there's also ways of not doing this shit. Like, stop. Can we just Stop. And quit being so fucking negative about everything, man. Everybody's got nick tick. Well, this show is woke now. Do anything else. Shut up. It's a damn good show. So, overall so far, I know I believe it's eight episodes. And also, update, we've just got, uh, going back and retracking on DC, you got confirmed that the Penguin show is going to have eight episodes. The Colin Farrell version of the Penguin. So, I'm excited for that. So, as I hinted at, I put a status out. Researching on YouTube and Twitch channels, and I will have updates for you. So, this is the plan, guys. I am going to start a YouTube and Twitch channel eventually later on this year. It might be the spring. It might be the summer. It might be the fall. It may be the winter. But it is going to happen this year one way or another. There is a reason why I enrolled back in Ivy Tech Community College. There's a reason why behind it. Get, get a degree in communications and get better at this shit. I am very, very looking forward to it. YouTube will be more of a more movie review type thing, more about movie reviews. And the Twitch channel will obviously be about video games and, you know, interacting with the audience. The podcast will still keep going. It will be a podcast. My podcast will probably be more if I get away. Maybe I can do a, a stream and talk or something like that on the podcast. I can do on, maybe I can have a YouTube channel, my YouTube channel to plug my podcast on there. That way you guys get more into it, and there's more audio and more latex and whatever. So, yeah, excited about that. And that's the plan. Obviously, there's a lot of, like, right now, I would love to start my, my goal when I, op- I started talking about this last year, my, last December, and my goal was I want to do it in March because Resident Evil 4 was coming out, and I really, really wanted to get my get my channel off the ground. But obviously, it's not going to happen right now. Just a lot, of, a lot of shit's going on with me starting school and everything. I just don't have the time right now. But before the end of the year or sometime in this year, there will be announcements of which one will start. And it may be the YouTube or Twitch, one of them might be vice versa. So it might start before the other. But when they kick off, they will kick off. Now we're getting this on one thing and one thing only. Bloody Disgusting dropped a bombshell yesterday, and I've been wanting to read about this, and I am extremely excited. I am a huge, 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 huge fan of slasher films in the horror genre, and they dropped a bomb. Jennifer Love, Hewitt, and Freddie Prince Jr. return for new I Know What You Did Last Summer sequel. So... In wake of Amazon's short-lived series, television series, Deadline reports that Sony Pictures is bringing back I Know What You Did Last Summer with a brand new sequel movie. Okay, first off, I want to make this real clear. That fucking Sherry, that's TV show on Amazon. I watched one season of it. I watched this whole season. I watched over a three-day period, and it was a waste of fucking time. Shit's it's, it's horrible. Biggest news here is Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr., who starred in the original 1990s slash movies, are in talks to respire the roles for the new film. 
that makes me happy. Jennifer Kate Robinson, due to range of culture, I guess she directed it, will, has been brought on forward to direct the film. Deadline reports the insider said the project is still in early development and that Neil M. Mortez is in talk to return with at return as producer with Lee Lee McKendrick on board to write the script. The side also notes while McKendrick is pinning the pick, the idea for the new film came from Robinson and McKendricks, who blew the studio executives away when they pitched this idea for a sequel last fall. Given the recent success of the screen franchise, it sounds like one will be making a that will be taking the trendy legacy sequel approach, which returns characters like likely in a mix along with fresh faces. Stay tuned for more as we learn. So basically, if for you the guys that don't know, I know what you did last summer is kind of a late night came out in nineteen ninety seven. It's a slasher film that has very has not I would say a cult following, but it's very in the middle of the nineties. Let, let, let's backtrack. In the eighties, we all know the slasher craziness of the horror genre exploded. By the early nineties, people were kind of burned out on horror films, and then of course, nineteen ninety six, Scream came out and everything changed. And then I know what you did last summer came out. And you know, and I mean, the '90s had Candyman before that, but Candyman came in the early '90s. But Scream was the one that kind of put the horror genre back, like back. And we saw that happen. And then, of course, I know what you did last summer came out <laughs> to a point where it's like, okay, great. I know what you did last summer's back. Yada yada yada. This is going to be awesome. And I watched that film. I love that. It's one of my favorite slashers. But, like, it, it kind of gets lost because Scream was so big there, it came right after it. Because that and another film called Urban Legend came out around the same time, which are, are two really good slasher films. But anyway, so I I have, will admit this. I have seen all three. Of the I know what you did last summer films. There are three films. The first one, I like I said, is a good 90s slasher that is considered at the 90s a classic horror film of the 90s. Then you got the sequel that came out a year or two later. And it's okay for what it is, and I it's it I it's it's solid. The third film came out direct DVD or a VHS or whatever, and it's just not that good. It's just not that good. It's not worth it. So with that being said, on a scale of one to ten, how excited I am. I'm about I'm about I'm a solid nine because I'm f- very fond. It just shows you that Hollywood Halloween 2018 opened the door for this to happen. And this is why I said this. When they the legacy sequels start happening, we're going to forget everything. We're just going to go off this. It's a great idea. Then you turn around and you get um, you get the uh, excuse me. I get a drink there. You get the uh, the scream movie that everybody was sitting thinking was it was a sequel but a reboot in the same sense. If you really look at it from the way it was looking, now you get. And we got the Candyman film that was a sequel. You find out it was a sequel to the original film. You, you're getting these films that are really good to a point. Where it's like yes, let's just let's just make these movies. Let's get these pants. Because let's be honest, you could come out with a new horror franchise, a new slasher. You can do anything you want. It will never touch what was created in the '80s and '90s with the and the '70s even the slasher craze of the horror the horror genre. To a point where people want more. Like we've gotten a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. We've gotten a Leprechaun uh, reboot. We've gotten, you know, you know, Conjuring sequels have coming out. But like just anything. You've gotten so much content of horror films in the last three to four years. Like it's to a point where like, the it's like like last year, like I said, 2022 was the year of the horror films. It's just great to see it. You know, we got the Exorcist film coming out. We got a Salem's Lot movie coming out. Like, oh, Salem Lot's reboot, which I am very excited for. Evil Dead Rise is coming out. Scream 6. I just named off four former horror films that have a solid following enough where you go like, hell yeah. Exorcist is one of the, is the greatest demon possession film of all time. It ain't even close. Conjuring's great, all these other films, but it, nothing's better than The Exorcist. Evil Dead Rise is, a, is a, like the Scream franchise is part of one of the best collection of horror films you can watch that has doesn't have a bad horror film in it. Technically, you're getting a Salem's Lot reboot, and if you go back and watch the Salem Lot movie from the '70s, the original one, not the Return from Salem's Lot, the original one, it's fucking it's terrifying. And they had a TV show that came out years ago too on TNT that I remember watching. From what I, I remember, I liked it. And of course, like we got Scream. 
So that's what you got so far. If I'm skipping now, you got this Boogeyman movie coming out, a Stephen King adaptation coming to TV or movies. It, it, it's just awesome that we're getting this, and I'm excited, and I just can't wait. I want to close the show too on up the coming things. February 23rd is obviously we know Netflix is dropping season three Outer Banks. Usually the girlfriend will be on her record, but she's not a big fan of Outer Banks, so I'll probably do that a solo show for you guys. And probably spend, I'll throw a little quick at the end of the week. Maybe I'll squeeze in between the Mania, I'm sorry, the Elimination Chamber and the Ant-Man review. I'll squeeze in a little Outer Banks Season 3 review. I'll give you a little 20-minute shiv of that. But in closing, guys, this is kind of a shorter episode this week. Nothing really big. Just want to throw it out here, get my schedule of podcast out here. And just remember one thing. If you lay down your head at night or whatever you want to do there, whatever you want to do there, as a matter of fact, for our closing show, I want to end it like this. I just really, I want to play this real quick because last night on Monday Night Raw, we saw <clears throat> Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman get a little personal with each other, and I am ready to show you guys this. And as the advertisements play, let me turn this down real quick. So I already know the big main event for WrestleMania, obviously, is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed WWE World Championships. And we were wondering how they were going to do this because we got the Sami Zayn involved, everything else. How are we going to do this? And ladies and gentlemen, here we go with Paul Heyman. And this is on the WWE on USA YouTube account. Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman get personal. And here we go. But if we're going to pull back the curtain there might as well pull it back for everyone here in attendance tonight might as well pull it back for everybody watching at home i want to tell a story that should be told it should have been told a long time ago the year was 2000 the till in my family had dried up a bit hard times became more than just the promos simply put my family went broke. $100 in a Wachovia checking account for all of us. You need a visual aid for it. My dad doing local car commercials and not for the money. Just so that he could keep the car.
You can tell this is legit. Look at the way Paul is right now. This is legit, guys. If we're going to peel it back, if we're going to shoot from the hip, let's go all the way. Um, this isn't about me. And, and, and with all due respect and love and admiration and adulation and I'll, I'll even dare say the word acknowledgement, this isn't about your dad. This is about you. This, this is about everything that you have fought for from the bottom all the way up, out the door, back in the door, to winning the Men's Royal Rumble, to main eventing WrestleMania. And Shit. winning WrestleMania is a whole different story. Just getting there is a long, long road. And that's your story. That, that's the story that you need to finish to find out if it is a dream come true or you have to suffer the nightmare of coming just this close. Because you're not just main eventing WrestleMania, you're trying to take away from the greatest box office attraction, the greatest champion of all time, Roman Reigns. And that's no easy task for any mere mortal, but let alone someone that has no idea what it's like under that spotlight. Will you crumble under that spotlight? Will you wither under the stress? Will you self-destruct under the pressure? Because no one ever prepped you for that. You know, right down the road is the WWE Performance Center. And at that very performance center, Your father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped the biggest stars of this generation. Your father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Seth Rollins. Your father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Becky Lynch, your father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Bailey, your father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Kevin Owens, your father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped for the highest level of success, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. You know who your father didn't train and prep? Your father did not train nor prep you. As a father myself, I could counsel you that maybe, just maybe, your father wanted you to make it on your own. That's how much love he had for you. Maybe, just maybe, your father wanted you to step out from a shadow of a national monument like the American Dream Dusty Road. That he didn't want you to go through life as Dusty's son, but he wanted you to go through life as Cody, WrestleMania main event, the man that stopped the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Maybe. God, Cody... I can't convey in words how much I loved your father. And I can tell you straight to your face, did your father love you? And uh, I'll tell you this one personally. In my last conversation with your dad, he told me, You, Cody, were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns 
was the son he always wanted. championship and everybody everybody wants to make it personal and that's what you just did and you're not gonna pay for it mr Heyman. your boy roman reigns is going to pay for it at wrestlemania when i take those titles personally You know, that is how you book or put a segment together and put a situation where we're going to get the main event for Mania. Night two, obviously, but they're the main event of the show. That is how you book it. Cody does that heartfelt promo about the thing because it's true. People, it's been well documented. Dusty had his issues financially in his later career. They were broke, and Paul Heyman gave him a break and gave him his confidence back in. Dusty ended up going back to work for WCW in the in the middle of 2000s and was able to make some money. So it worked out. You know, it, it, he was telling the truth. So yeah, man. Um, I, Heyman, Heyman. Anybody knows the history of Heyman. Heyman loves Dusty Rhodes. Legitimately, he is. He fathoms Dusty. He loves Dusty to the point where Dusty gave him his first big break. Taught him television and everything else. Dusty taught a lot of guys. When Heyman named those four names off, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, he taught guys. Kevin Owens, another one. We can go with John Moxley. We can go with, um, you know, all the, the great talent that you've seen in NXT. Sami Zayn's one of them. Um, I love how Heyman didn't mention his name, by the way, in Storyline Fury. But how many great guys that he trained and worked with and brought up through developmental in that performance center? Dusty worked with those guys. Yeah. And it's just great that Cody, when I watch Cody Rhodes in the ring, guys, I see the sobbing. He's not a promo like his dad. He's not a great, he's not the best, he's not an athlete like his brother. His brother, his brother Dustin, otherwise known as Goldust, Dustin was a hell of an athlete. You go back and watch Dustin's early, earlier shit from the 90s before he became Goldust, and he kind of, his you know, Dustin's been not, he's had, dealt, he's had issues with addiction, his weight got out of control. But when Dustin was leaning in shape, Dustin could go. It could really go. He was Dustin was a big, uh, about six four, six five, two forty between two sixty. Could go out there have a great match with a Ricky Steamboat or a Rick Rude or a stunning Steve Austin, <laughs> a Bobby Eaton on R He could tear the house down with anybody back when he was a natural Dustin Rhodes. Now you see him on AEW television. He's really leaned. He looks good. He's healthy. Whatever. I would love to see this feud if somehow they were at Dustin was there coming. I would love seeing them do something to build this up. Because Dust because Cody Cody is like the perfect this day and age wrestler. He's good on the microphone. He works really well in the ring. He can tell a story. He can sell you a main event. And he looks like a wrestler. When Cody Rhodes walks down the street, he may he turn you're gonna turn your head because he looks like somebody. Because the way he carries himself. You know, maybe other wrestlers and other organizations should take notes of what a wrestler looks like. But I'm excited. Now, I'm also going to do something else here, too, as I'm talking about. So, obviously, night night two will be the main event of WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the world titles. I will be on my couch that Sunday night watching him. And then, of course, night one, Rhea Ripley against, is going to make, make an announcement. She made an announcement that was going to be Charlotte Flair. So, I'm going to play the audio from that real quick. Rhea Ripley, you know, she did that promo of choosing Charlotte Flair. I'm going to pull this up for you guys. And let me mute this. Let me pull this up. Uh, advertisements, of course. 
So here we go at Rhea Ripley. As she, this, was, this was done seven days ago, actually. or This was done last week on Raw. And I'm going to play this for you right now. So pop. At WrestleMania, I put you in your place. Charlotte Flair, I choose you. Okay. So, first off, I want to point that out. That segment happened at the 9 o'clock hour on a 3 hour show so they gave her the top of the hour a promo by herself to go out there on TV and Rhea delivered and I can't wait to see this and I believe Charlotte Flair is going to lay down and take the pin for Rhea Ripley and Rhea will get the win against Charlotte at Wrestlemania and let's be honest with you guys the time now and there, I know a lot of people online like it should have been Bianca here's the thing Bianca and Ripley can come two to three years later down the road. Charlotte is not getting any younger. She's been on top for so long. It would mean more if Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte for the world for the for a women's championship than Bianca Belair. Now Bianca's had a hell of a reign as women's champion. She's done a hell of a job, and I'm anticipating to see who the winner of that women's chamber match is at the Elimination Chamber. Who she's going to face at Mania. But let's be 100 about this. Let's be honest. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley right now is the money match before Rhea Ripley versus Bianca. It just is. It means more right now. 
And I believe those two women are probably going to headline WrestleMania Saturday. And I'm going to hate that I got to miss it. But they're going to tear the fucking house down. And if she beats Charlotte in the middle of the ring at Mania, like I think she's going to, it'll be a thunderous pop. It'll be a point where you're going to have to make, you're going to have to make Rhea Ripley a babyface against with the Judgment Day whole thing. I mean, Rhea Ripley is, in my opinion, as a worker, everything. Rhea Ripley is money. You know, she's so young. Think about it. She's only 27 years of age. Think about it. There is plenty of time for her and Bianca to work. They don't need to rush it right now. You got, you know, next three years, how about WrestleMania 40, 41, 42? They can build to it. Maybe one year we can get them in a, uh, maybe one year, you know, maybe if Rhea has a dominant title run, Bianca can beat her. Or just you get a good angle with it. Get a good story out of it, what you can do. It's just, you don't want to rush it now. You get beyond Charlotte versus Rhea, you can make a star. And Rhea said, I'm here. I'm going to go to WrestleMania and put you in your place. And she meant every word of it. She looked directly the camera. She's, she has poise. She's polished well. Rhea Ripley is money. Like I said before, and I said last week, the WWE Women's Division, this is the best I've ever seen it. Top to bottom. Every girl on that roster can go. Some form of fashion. I know people shit on B-Fab all the time and all this other shit, but let's be honest, everyone can work. I just, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with and the Women's Tag Team Championships. We There's rumors about that. The, the tag titles getting switched around, too. There's a lot of shit going on. So it's WrestleMania season. So in closing, guys, I just want to let everybody know I appreciate you guys every week, like always. I appreciate you guys downloading this wherever you are in the world, and I appreciate you. And just remember one thing, even if you, if you, every day before you wake up and go to work in the morning or you lay down because you got to work nights, or even if you don't work at all, you just remember one thing. I don't, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. See y'all next week, y'all. <laughs>